Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, it's being called the most secure place to put your money in commercial real estate. We'll find out what it is with a nationally known expert next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. So I am a proud member of EO Dallas, that's Entrepreneurs Association organization, and I, I meet amazing people all the time. And I met Omar a little while ago and invited him on my show. And he has a fascinating journey when it comes to uh, commercial real estate. Omar Khan, board, uh, Boardwalk Wealth. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, before we get into the hottest sector in um, commercial real estate, let's talk about your journey. How long have you been in commercial real estate? Well, Jeff, I basically, with my own money, which is what I count as being uh, on my own, that's been about seven, eight years now. Uh, but the impetuous of that was, uh, I think from the day I was born, my family's a business family. I always knew, I still remember a girlfriend in college when I was in my last year, I was applying for jobs. She's like, dude, I just don't think you can work for anyone. And, it, it, <laughs> and you know, she was right. I mean, but uh, I'm not going to tell her that ever. She was right. But, uh, you know, I always wanted to know I wanted to do something. But a lot of times you have self-limiting beliefs and doubts in your head. Sure. But eventually when I moved uh, from Canada to the U.S., I thought, uh, you know, all those years ago, I thought, look, I'm in the greatest country on the planet. I'm in the country that practically defined entrepreneurism. So best place. Best time, let's go. Absolutely. And when people talk about commercial real estate, that, that's a, it could be warehouses, it could be industrial, it could be uh, office space. You've carved out a niche for yourself. Yeah, and that niche is in apartments or multifamily as we like to call it. Because look, eventually at the end of the day, whether the economy is going up, the economy is going down, it's going sideways, people need a place to live. And they're going to pay their rent. And that's why it's secure. And over the long term, that's why apartment investors, They've just made money in up markets and down markets, and we're looking for something secure and safe and stable for our family's money, our money, and our investors' money. Absolutely, and he's got an amazing portfolio. I found it on the website, and as we scroll down this, I want you to talk about what you look for in a property. Well, first of all, what we're looking for in a property, uh, for the lack of a better word, is somebody, the last owner is making a lot of mistakes because we're heavy operators. We're very detail-oriented. We've got a great team around us, and luckily for us, uh, there's lots of people that do stupid things. So that's when people like us come in, right? Somebody needs a bailout, somebody needs to get out, somebody's in trouble, that's when we come in. But specifically what we're looking at, apart from that, is demographics, mm. is our business plan, because we cater to the middle class and the upper middle class. So we're not catering to the upper, upper class. You know, we're not going to have a $20,000 a month condo. We're also not going to have a $5,000 a month apartment. We're in the about $1,000 to $2,000 range. So what we're looking at is upper middle class demographics. We're looking at great school districts. But most importantly, what we're looking for 
is the rent to income ratio, right? You don't, a lot of times people think, oh, I'll just jack up the rents. Well, it doesn't really work like that in a business because if your customer can't pay, well, what's the point of that business, right? Right. So we always have to have affordable housing, quality housing that's a value proposition so that our residents, they never leave. Yes. Right, it's like Hotel California. We want you to check in, we never want you to check out. Okay, so uh, an ideal property for you, is it one that's just a little distressed? I mean, you don't want it perfect when you come no. in. No. We want, basically, we want to roll up our sleeves and do the hard work. We want, we have great management teams. It, it, it's a combination of distressed and mismanaged, because sometimes people see distressed and they think derelict. Right. Right? So a lot of times the properties could be very good, in great shape, they just don't have good management. Yes. So that's also part of the TLC that we bring in, right? We also have our patented proprietary playbook. So when we come in, we're not only bringing, say, uh, hey, here's a new change in management, new board, all that sort of stuff. No, it's a value proposition. We implement renovations. For instance, each renovation, you can see granite countertops, vinyl wood floor planks, great lights. I'm a big believer in nice, nicely brit up places, right? So when a prospective resident of ours, think about it this way, right? You go to a place. It has to be inviting, mm -hmm. right? And the first idea of that invite is when you just walk up to the property. What's the curb appeal like? Are there flowers there? Does somebody greet you with a smile? You know, it's small steps like that. Small differences, uh, they make a huge impact, basically. So that's what we try to do. Focus on the soft angles and you take care of all of those stuff and the big things take care of themselves. And Omar has the heart of a teacher because he puts up these amazing videos. Let's go ahead and watch, roll one. This is such a quaint, beautiful looking property, very well maintained, uh, but not, you know, they just haven't pushed it. They haven't taken it to the next level. area as you can see we've got some equipment here this is obviously an area that needs uh, some improvement because the residents do make use of this so what we're going to do is add some slightly new equipment uh, enhance this area make it more inviting so as residents come in they actually feel that they like this amenity and then they can use it and we've got this little pool over here it's seen better days and we're really going to enhance this because this is one of those amenities that everybody loves, especially in Florida, because it gets such a lot of usage. In our particular case, as you've seen on earlier properties like Equinox 9, Brighton Farms, Lobs at Eden, Lake Woodhook, I mean, there are so many of these, right? Where we've actually come in and this is one of the items, it's, it's not a big expenditure pool furniture, even if you throw everything in the kitchen sink at it is anywhere from 12 to $20,000. Not a big expenditure in the grand scheme of things, but what starts happening is that as you bring pool furniture in, you start enhancing the profile and area of the pool area, more and more residents start using the facility. When they start using the facility, they actually start kind of actually thinking this is their home as opposed to an apartment they live at, right? Those types of residents typically tend to take care of the property much better. So what does this do purely from a numbers point of view, not just, hey, you know, our residents are happy. From a numbers point of view, you have a higher retention ratio, right? Which means that, for instance, next year or when the lease expires, when you try to, when we push rents, we're able to capture a lot of that delta because the residents feel so happy to live in this place. On the expense side of the equation, what starts happening is that our repairs and maintenance goes down because the residents are now treating it as their home. Our turnover costs are obviously going down because our retention ratio is up. So all of these things, apart from, you know, other small little things, you know, our advertising costs will go down because we don't have to advertise to get this lead. You know, all of these things basically start 
adding up and directly affect the bottom line. So while this one little thing here is not directly going to contribute to our bottom line enhancing, it's a sum of all of these small little activities that take place together that help us enhance and get these magnificent returns for us, for our investors, for our partners, for everybody. Hey everyone, you know I'm a big foodie. So right near our latest acquisitions, Eastwood Oaks, we've got the, you know, the mecca of American cuisine, Wendy's. We've also got the mecca of uh, Florida, uh, you know, grocery stores, Winn-Dixie. So you see what that says over there? It says Eastwood Oaks. I'll let this car, I'll let this truck pass by. A lot of times, you know, when syndicators say, I'm gonna improve the signage and branding, and they put a couple of lights and well, whatever, it's frou-frou stuff and you get done. You cannot beat this. We're going to really go, really emphasize. We're going to go full, try to add some lights here because that's really going to help us out at night. Put a high resolution pictures there. Really emphasize all the nice parts of the property because if we're able to capture all of the people that these people have been capturing, I mean, we can push our occupancy from a 98% average across 10 years to a 100% average, hopefully. Wow, so impressive. And I don't know anybody else in your space that's doing these walkthroughs. I mean, seeing is believing. Yeah, well, look, you know, you don't, if you know your work, you don't have to prepare for any of these. You know, we show up, we have to do our due diligence, we have to go through all this work anyways. So when you just document the journey, because look, we already see this. When we go into an apartment, we already see, okay, the flooring doesn't match. The cabinets are out. We go outside, we see, okay, there's a crack in the foundation maybe. The pool doesn't work. You don't have to script any of these. You're doing your job. And as yes. part of doing your job, you're just documenting your journey. And people resonate with it because then they have, uh, they have more insight into what they're investing. A lot of times we've been so used to these overly corporatized, bureaucratic means of communication right. that... You just, these days, you can't ask a simple question and get a simple answer. Yeah. Right? And that's what we write. If you ask a simple question, give you a simple answer, none of this stuff is that complicated. Okay, what's your favorite success story since you've been doing this? Well, uh, the success story has, there's one is in Gainesville, Georgia, sure. Pines of the Near. We acquired it from actually a Dallas-based operator. Um, they haven't really, um, they just really hadn't done a lot of work. I'm trying to find a polite way of saying this. <laughs> you know, and we came in and, you know, some of these uh, Units were in a state of disrepair. Management had a lot of issues. You know, people, residents would call. They wouldn't take care of the stuff. And we came in, and to be very honest with you, this was like a $17, $20 million acquisition, so nothing crazy big. It's not sure. like a mega corporation you're buying. And our budget was, I think, less than $900,000. And we've not only completely uplifted the property, we have residents giving us reviews saying, hey, I've lived here for 20 years. Uh, nobody answered my questions. You guys are taking care of everything and it has significantly improved the quality of my life. These are senior citizens. These are people on fixed income and they are actually giving us those reviews, right? Which actually tells you that when you do a good job, when you're honest with what you do and you know, we don't make excuses. Look, when we are doing this, we're, we're a for-profit company. We've never made an excuse that we're not a for-profit company, sure. but we have to lead with value. When you provide value, your customer is happy because these days you're seeing across the board it's always take, 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 but no give. Right. So there's always that balance of give and take. And if you, you're never perfect, but if you get there, people understand. Okay, that was one story. You had another one. Yeah, the other one is in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So you're sharp, right? <laughs> <laughs> so basically what had happened is we're developing, we're, this is a development, we're delivering this in August. It's called Blue on Lorraine, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And the family was actually going through a very messy inheritance battle. I mean, it's, you know, some people had died, then they had this piece of land, and 
estate planning issues. It happens sure. with a lot of families, right? And we were able to come in and basically calm down <laughs> two warring factions. Obviously, now we had a vested interest in acquiring the piece of land, but we worked with the family, and as a result, they are partners in this deal. They are making a lot of returns, but as a result, the two warring factions of the family calmed down because they realized, look, we are again leading with value. It is advantageous for them to work with us. And as a result, now we are delivering this beautiful building right on a lake and two warring factions of the family are not warring right now. Wow. <laughs> so that's pretty nice, right? You're a great storyteller. Uh, you're, you're also very popular on podcasts. We're going to show some of the different <laughs> podcasts that you've been on. And you're, it looks like you're just doing them all the time. You enjoy educating the investor, don't you? Yeah, look, uh, again, look, I'm coming from the investment banking world, corporate finance world. Uh, and oftentimes, my frustration was that you know, when you're institution to institution you're dealing, there's a lot of impersonal aspect of, it's very transactional. Yes. And I wanted to be in a business that was very relationship driven, because mm -hmm. I had seen this with my family. You know, we have relationships going two or three generations with people and families. And a lot of times you can pick up the phone, you can call somebody and they know your uncle, they know your dad, they know other members of your family. And a lot of times people will do things for you, not because they have an ulterior motive, they'll do things for you because you have been a nice steward of their money. You have been a capable and responsible person for them throughout the ages. So now when you need something, you can just pick up the phone and call somebody. So I always wanted to be in that type of business. Yes. And that's why, you know, when we do these podcasts, we do all this stuff. Look, nothing's complicated. People make all of their jobs sound like the hardest thing in the world because that's how they get compensated. But we know these days, you know, with the internet, everything, you have to have an open kimono. You have to have transparency. Yes. And people need to have an insight when they ask a simple question they need to get a simple answer. Don't yes. give overly corporatized words because simple questions, simple answers. None of this stuff is that hard. Okay, Omar, let's talk about the tax benefits. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like I tell you, you know, a lot of people ask me why you get into this business. And apart from all the stuff I told you, I tell them, look, I love making money and I hate paying taxes, right? So that, that's a big impact to us. So, commercial, look, I work in oil and gas as well, which I, it's now that I think about it, I realize, wow, these are the two most heavily subsidized industries, I think, in the country, yes. right? With the best tax benefits, right? Uh, but don't tell that to the oil and gas guys. <laughs> they, they are, everybody's a wildcatter in the oil and gas space, right? So we're very lucky. We're in a space that not only do you make a lot of um, you know, money, you're able to provide value for people. The government actually encourages you to have invest in these fares with a massive amount of tax write-offs. Uh, typically, I can tell you this, that any big real estate developer or acquirer, uh, they're not paying taxes. And that's legally. This is not some weird yeah. thing they've done. Because the reason is, this is such a favorable way of basically not only investing, but getting write-offs, that so many of our high-income, high-net-worth investors are encouraged to actually invest with us. In fact, most people tell us, hey, if I just got the tax write-off and I didn't get anything else, this would still be a great investment for wow. me. Wow. Yeah. Okay, in the little time we have left, what do you want to say to the person who has never done commercial real estate deals before? They've just been in the stock market or... Yeah investments that they know. What do you want to say to them about uh, you know, putting your, your toe in the water? Look, first of all, I think it starts with getting educated, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not educated, none of this other stuff matters because you need, it's still uh, a private market, right? So relationships, again, are very important. You need to know the quality of the people you're working with. What I tell people is, look, when I'm investing in somebody's deal, I look at two Cs, character and competence. Because for instance, if somebody's, somebody's got great character, uh, and excuse my language, if they're a complete idiot, you really don't want to give that person right. your money because 
they're an honest idiot, which kind of doesn't really work, right? <laughs> if you want to give your money. And conversely, if somebody has high, is highly competent, right? They're off the charts competent, but they're a Bernie Madoff type person, right? They're going to steal your money. They're going to run away. You also don't want to work with that person. So a lot of times, I think people really focus on the numbers and the minutia, which you should really be focusing on the people you're dealing with and their character and competence. If you can sort of nail that down, 90% of your work is done. Wow. You have been an amazing guest, Omar. Uh, we're going to end with the website, which is boardwalkwealth.com, the great Omar Khan. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Jeff. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.